Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I am excited to have Dr. Wendy Trubeau with us. Wendy is a MD and MBA. She's a functional medicine gynecologist with a thriving practice at Five Journeys and is passionate about helping women optimize their health and lives. Through her struggles with mold and metal toxicity, celiac disease, and other health issues, Trubeau has developed a deep sense of compassion and expertise for what her patients are facing. She's the co-author of Dirty Girl, Ditch the Toxins, Look Great, and Feel Freaking Amazing. Welcome, Dr. Wendy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on, and it's great to be here. Yeah, for sure. So let's jump right in. Give us an idea of some of the things that you talk about in your book. What are some examples of toxins that people consume without realizing it? on a regular basis? I love this question, Lauren, and I just have to preface this by saying that when you really dive into toxins, it can feel somewhat horrifying and hopeless, like, oh my God, where do I start and how do I get rid of it? And I'm here to say it's a message of hope. You can absolutely make changes here and go one step at a time. So so to answer your question, food is probably the most impactful thing that people are exposed to regularly mm-hmm. that that has toxins in it. So pesticides, herbicides, insecticides, our food is sprayed with it, and then we eat it. Mm-hmm. So that's a clear exposure that we get three to five times a day, depending on how much we eat. So the what I usually recommend for people is try to eat organic and grass-fed products as often as possible yes. so that you don't you don't you're not directly eating those items mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. another source of exposure for people is furniture and bedding so unless you've got an organic bed your bed has well unfortunately unless you have an organic bed your bed has flame retardants in it okay. and those flame retardants are endocrine disruptors and extremely bad for your health so i wouldn't run out if you just bought a mattress i wouldn't run out and get a new mattress but i would say if you're looking to get a new mattress i would look at getting one that does not have flame retardants in it and any organic mattress does not and then the third major category that people especially women are exposed to are body products so makeups lotions hair products anything that we're putting on our bodies are, are often things that have chemicals in it that are endocrine disruptors and uh, potentially cancer-causing, microbiome-disrupting. It really depends which one it is, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of ways that we get exposed to the products we're using. Right. Okay. So um, back to the bed question. So let's say somebody just purchased a brand new one. Is there anything they can do to kind of neutralize the effect, or is it just kind of try to offset your exposure in other ways? Yeah, I, would, I think it's a little bit of both. I would say... I would recommend putting a 
mattress, uh, wrapping the mattress so that you're not directly on it as much. So any, any layers that you can put in between yourself and the bed and just make sure that those layers are also clean so you're not compounding it. And I would recommend putting a high-grade HEPA filter in the bedroom so that you can filter out any toxins or fumes that are off-gas from the bed. Gotcha. And um, let's see. I would say the, those are the two things I would say if you just bought a bed and then if, think about health like a rain barrel. And what I mean by that is we're exposed. Think of your body as the rain barrel and we're exposed to all of these different items. Mm-hmm. And so the more exposures we get, the fuller the rain barrel gets. Right. So the goal is if you're going to get something in your body that's challenging for it, then maybe be super clean on your food during that time or make sure you're getting more sleep or manage your stress better. So it all starts to tie together because it doesn't exist in a vacuum. It exists in the context of what else are you being exposed to. Yeah, yeah, definitely makes sense. So um, in, in your bio, you mentioned a little bit about your own health journey. Can you give us a little bit of insight on what set you down this path? Like what was your own detoxification journey like? Yeah, that's such a great question. Well, I would say my story separates into two parts, mm-hmm. both of which deal with the toxins. Part one is the epigenetics, which is these, these are the factors that cause your genes to express themselves or not express themselves, essentially turn on or not turn on. And so my epigenetics, this, this is what's happening with my relatives or your relatives. And so my grandparents, great-grandparents and parents, what happened to them in their journeys from Eastern Europe through different wars into being immigrants and then their lives in the United States, those, those impacted my health. Mm-hmm. Then later on, I'm a child of the 70s, and the way we ate in the 70s was different. There was a lot less regulation around chemicals and pesticides. Mm-hmm. And then later on, that I have two genes for celiac disease, mm-hmm. and so yeah. not just one, <laughs> huge overachiever genetically. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so... Uh, I, I also have two genes for MTHFR, which means I'm not the best detoxer, yeah. and two genes for vitamin D deficiency. So layer on all those things, and then layer on that I decided to go to med school and do a super stressful residency. Yeah. And so part one of the story ends with getting diagnosed with celiac at 35. Mm-hmm. And part two of the story, so I then spent years, like 13, 14 years working on my gut and the rest of my body, my adrenals. Uh, I opted to leave obstetrics because it, although mentally it was the right career for me, physically it was really uh, tearing apart my adrenals and my gut. So that it was time to leave and and transform the way I contribute to women. Mm -hmm. So part two really starts about two and a half years ago. Actually, it's three years ago when my hair started falling out. Mm And I couldn't convince my hairdresser that it was really falling out for about six months. And I kept saying, it's, it's falling out. And I know it's falling out. She's like, you're, you're just being ironic. It's fine. I'm like, no, it's really falling out. Mm-hmm. And then about six months after I started saying that, she said to me, no, I think you're right. I think it's falling out. Yeah. And I had had one exposure to uh, lead that I knew of because my neighbor took down his post-war house in the dead of summer. Oh. And our windows were open, and I was freaking out. I was like, shut the windows, turn off the air, we're getting a lead exposure. 
Right. And that that was like sort of the, the drop that, that, that pushed me over. But then I got a second exposure. And that was in April of 2019. We went to France. And it was the trip of a lifetime. And it was right after Notre Dame burned down. And we were slogging through all of this dust. And I said, God, we're going to have to wash our everything. I mean, obviously because we were traveling, but also because our shoes were so dusty. And I said to my husband, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And about a month after we came home, I my hair started falling out in even greater quantities, like freak out quantities. Yeah, and I got a rash on my face that I couldn't figure out mm-hmm. and was so itchy. And then I gained nine pounds. Mm-hmm. And let's let all my hair fall out and gain nine pounds, said no woman ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. And I'm, excuse me, so I do functional medicine and I apply it to myself and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then at the end of August, so about four months after we came home, I heard a report that when Notre Dame burned, it released 500 tons of lead dust into the air. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yep. And I looked at my husband and I said, I got a lead exposure in Notre Dame and it was enough to push me over the edge. And so I did the testing and sure enough, my lead had gone up by 25% by the last, since the last time I had checked it. Right. Wow. So I started treating. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So all of those things that were going on with you, you mentioned quite a few. What was your (laughs) process like in terms of trying to avoid overwhelm when there's so many things to address? How do you prioritize and how do you like avoid saying, you know, throw up your hands and say, forget it? Yeah, I think that's such a great question because I've been doing detox and cleaning up my life now for two and a half years. And here's what I'll say about it. I don't think you're ever, quote unquote, done. Right. Mm -hmm. You never make it. Especially living in this world, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because, and that's such a good point, Lauren. So the first thing I'll say is, yes, it can feel pretty overwhelming. So I look at lifestyle change from how do you have a win? What's going to have you win? Is it small changes that are going to add up to large changes? Or is it something that I'll call the fell swoop where you really overhaul something big? There's no right way to do it. It's only what works in your life. So if you're someone who's an incremental change kind of person, then you're going to say, okay, this week I'm going to tackle this vegetable and I'm going to make sure I buy it organic from here on out. Mm -hmm. And and that's all you do for the week is that one vegetable. And then the next week, maybe you pick another vegetable. Yep. Yep. Incremental change. Because at the end of a year, that's 52 weeks. You're going to have transformed your intake for pesticides on 52 items. And that's meaningful. That's very impactful. So it can feel really overwhelming to approach, but I mean, I'll share with you, I still screw things up. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Right? Like my favorite cleaner from when I was a child, Uh I just kind of woke up one day. My mom, I remember, you know, my teens, my mom was like, this is so great. It's clean. It's got green in the name. I have <laughs> yeah, used it for 40 years. <laughs> and I woke up one day and I went, that product is not clean. That product is a relic of my childhood. I looked it up on Environmental Working Group and I was like, how did I miss that? That's not a clean product. And I threw it out. <laughs> so 
what I would say is you're, you, there's going to be things that slip past your radar. It's okay because you're never done. You're just, it's all about iterating and improving and leveling up and, and, and so that you can say, okay, I'm better now than I was three months ago. I'm more effective. I have less ex- exposures. And the goal is to constantly do that. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I've got some patients that are kind of like me, and I'm I'm the kind of person who's like, okay, let's get this done, and so I'll I'll do everything yes. all at once because I just want it to be over with. Versus others who tend to need things to be small changes because if you do give them the treatment plan of everything simultaneously, you get that deer in the headlights panic look. And I know, yes. okay, rein it back. So it totally depends on personality, I think in terms of where, what you need to do and how you need to tackle. Yeah, I'm totally laughing at this because all of the women in my practice, when I say to them, okay, here are the toxins you have. You can go hardcore, you can go gentle. Every single one of them from the beginning says, oh, my God, hardcore. Right, right. Get this out of me. And then within three months, I would say about 80% are like, okay, I'm done with hardcore. Let's make it work in my life. Yeah, exactly. Because it's too much. Right. And especially if you realize that this is going to be a forever thing, then you can only be that hardcore for a short period of time. And then you have to like go back to living your life. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And so you're going to continue to have exposures and get blindsided by things. And it's just about, okay, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. figure it out, update it, next step. And and I think the most important thing is to have grace for yourself. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, like when I realized that about my cleaning product, I was like, no. All right, well, now I'm back something to share about my humanity right I'm not a bad person I simply made a mistake and I think that's really important to make sure that the message is not perfection that's not the goal the goal is the goal is improvement Mm -hmm. and recognizing where your blind spots are and continuing to improve that's all that's the most important thing about this whole process for sure yeah not perfection what's the quote the perfect is the enemy of the good so, you know, that yes. can certainly be part yes. of it for sure. So, all right. So what are some of the tips that someone can take from your book and immediately begin imply, uh, applying? So you kind of gave an idea in terms of like one organic vegetable per week, but give us a couple more like that that people could do. Okay. So let's back up a little bit because it's really hard for the body to effectively do detox if it's in a state of fight, flight, or freeze, or stress, or overload. Yep. And so you have to set the stage for proper detox ability and that's by supporting your basic body function so you if you're someone who prides themselves in getting by on as little sleep as possible Mm -hmm. that's impairing your body's ability to detox you want to maximize your sleep Mm -hmm. maximize your stress reduction Mm -hmm. and for some people that's religious and for some people that's meditation and for some people that's exercise it doesn't matter what the vehicle to get there is the the goal is that the end result is that your stress is minimized Mm -hmm. and within that i think it's extremely important to train the brain towards power empowerment and action as opposed to victimization and what i mean by that is we especially now have i think a lot of us have felt uh, at the effect of the world and it's easy to ask the question what if I get this disease, or what if I lose my job, or what if my partner or spouse loses their job or gets sick? And I will assert that the questions that start with what if instantly put your brain into a victim mode. Yep, totally. And 
doesn't give you any access to power. So you have to start to train the brain to ask questions that allow it to answer powerfully as opposed to, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You know. What if only my fifth grade teacher used to say, what if a big pink elephant lands on you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, that's not going to happen. He's like, then stop asking what if. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so transforming what if questions from what if into either what would I do if I got sick or I lost my job? Or what are the things I need to do to prevent getting sick or losing my job? Because those are questions that give your brain action. You can do something about those. You have power. So making sure that you train your brain to go in the direction of empowering it as opposed to shutting it down. That goes in the stress. Absolutely. And then you need to move your bowels regularly because if you don't poop, if you're constipated, you're going to store your toxins. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure your gut's in order. Yep. So to recap, you have to, and you have to eat high-quality food, preferably organic and grass-fed if possible. Mm-hmm. We, always, we always debate, like, what's better, local versus, versus organic? Because you have to also take into account that we have polluted the earth. And the more we pollute it, the harder it is for us to clean up. Right. And so if something's being shipped, you know, a thousand miles to get to you, mm-hmm. not only has that impacted the nutritional value of it, it's also done damage to the earth. Mm-hmm. So so balancing those things is also something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so your food, your sleep, your stress, train your brain, move your body, Mm-hmm. and excrete your toxins. Those are the basics. Absolutely. Now, you handle your basics, then you can start to say, okay, how am I going to work on the toxins I'm being exposed to? Mm-hmm. And I find it very helpful to think of it in the three categories. Your food, which we've talked about, your the things you're putting on your body in terms of products and clothing, mm-hmm. and then the things around your body, and that includes your furniture and your cleaning products and the things that you're favorite landscaper is spraying on your yard. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Lauren, yesterday I was talking to a patient and they have really high levels of glyphosate, which is the most commonly used herbicide in the world. Yeah. And and it's nasty. It's really bad for your microbiome. It's been linked to four separate uh, cancers mm-hmm. slash tumors. And it's, it's like particularly bad for you. So I said to her, do you guys use glyphosate on your lawn? Because mm-hmm. we're really trying to suss through the eat all organic. I said, okay, so the only other thing you can think of is, are you getting exposed environmentally from either your your lawn or your neighbor's lawn right. from drift? Mm-hmm. And she goes, my husband loves his green lawn. Mm. I said, well, you're going to have to ask him whether he loves his green lawn or his daughter more. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and the daughter said, oh, it's totally the, the lawn. It's not me. Sure. Oh, no. <laughs> so uh, there are ways that it, it's it's like where does your commitment to your body intersect with your love of beauty? Mm-hmm, and right. I would assert that there are a lot of ways to make them intersect in a way that works for both parties. But without thought, it can be ways in which you're getting exposed to to big amounts of chemicals. So the things in your environment can often be pretty toxic for you. Right, 
Right, absolutely, yeah. And I know there's lots of things out there that are alternatives to glyphosate, for example, or ways that you can swap out your personal care products such that you're not encountering and absorbing a lot of these toxins that you otherwise might. Cleaning products, it's just kind of becoming aware little by little, kind of as you're talking about. Um, so along those lines, what are some steps that people can take once they've identified the big toxins that are infiltrating their environment or their bodies? What do they do next? This is such a great thing. So this is the part where I say to you, go slowly into this because it can feel overwhelming. And my favorite two sites are Environmental Working Group, EWG.org, and Think Dirty. Oh, I don't know that one. It's an app, and you can type things in. I actually am just really comfortable with EWG.org because I have the app and I have it on my computer. And so what I recommend is start by getting an assessment of where you are now. And what I mean by that is most, most women use anywhere from like 10 to 30 different products before they've left the house in the morning. So... And we all have favorite brands. So take your brand, go to EWG online, and look up the product you're using for a risk assessment. Where does it fall? Green is good. Yellow is not so good. Red's bad. Mm-hmm. Super easy. Mm-hmm. Go for green. Yep. So pick one product that you're running low on and you know you're going to need to order soon. Go to EWG. Look at what you're using. Get a rating. If it doesn't fall in your, hey, I'm okay with this category, mm-hmm. then then that's the point to say, okay, EWG, what do you got for me? And so if we're talking about body lotion, type that in. If you're talking about mascara or beauty products, type in the product type of product you're looking for, and it'll spin out a whole bunch of recommendations. Okay. So um, I will say up front, one of my favorite brands is Beauty Counter because they don't use anything harmful in their brands. So I've, over time, essentially switched over to that and Mineral Fusions mm-hmm. and Physicians Formula, which is a commercial brand, has a few items that are actually in the organic line that are also very clean. So there are ways to do it that won't kill your budget. Gotcha, gotcha. So you said Beauty Counters, Physicians Formula, and what was the other one? Uh, Mineral Fusions. Mineral Fusions, okay. I get it at Whole Foods. You can get it at Amazon, Whole Foods. Um, I'm sure you can get it at other places. Those are just, I discovered it at Whole Foods. Awesome. Um, So once people are starting to become aware of all of the things that they're potentially exposed to, how do they start tuning into their bodies to kind of receive the messages that their bodies are trying to send them about what's healthy and what's not? Yeah, this is such a great place to look because the hard thing that we're conditioned to think that I I would challenge is we all think that as we get older, we should get less effective, fatter, less energy, worse sleep. We were conditioned to think that over time we're supposed to fail. And I would, I'll call that conventional wisdom. And I would say to you, first thing to do is reject the conventional wisdom that you're supposed to get worse over time. Because I would assert you're supposed to get better. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily smarter, but deeper and richer. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean richer financially, I mean richer like that you're better developed and you're, you're more resilient and you, you just are growing as a human being. So you first have to start with that philosophy that all the things that you complain of are actually abnormal. They're not just normal getting old. Yes, exactly. 
right? So I would say to my patients, you know how you we talk about your bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, reflux, and GERD? And I say to them, your gut should be invisible like your elbow is invisible. You should not notice any body part. So when you say, how do people tune into their bodies? You start with, what are the things that are bothering me? Anything that's bothering you is something to pay attention to. So uh, let's go head to toe. So hair loss, rashes, brain fog, anxiety, depression, difficulty concentrating, memory issues, thyroid disorder or any other endocrine disorder, autoimmune disease, heart palpitations, asthma, hypertension, Anything gut-related, liver issues, kidney issues, joint pains, weight issues, difficulty gaining weight or difficulty losing weight. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm missing a ton. Any yeah. any tumors? Sure. Pretty much any complaint. Right. The, the only thing that I would say, <laughs> let me put a caveat in. If you have, um, if you have pain and it's because... You have no more cartilage. That's a mechanical issue. Sure. And, and and that's not something that toxins and functional medicine is going to fix because you have you have a mechanical problem that the bones are grinding. Mm-hmm. But if you have pain because you have inflammation, that's something that toxins and, and functional medicine can addressing those can impact. Yep, yep. They're just sending a signal to tell you that something is wrong, and then you don't just accept it at face value. You go figure out why is the symptom there and address that. Exactly. So when you say, how can people tune in? The first thing to do is to do an inventory of your body to understand what's going on here. Where am I not doing well? And it's pretty easy to think about. It's harder to put into practice. Essentially, you either have too much of something that's causing you harm or not enough of something that you need in order to be balanced out. Yep. Obstacles to cure or building blocks for healing is kind of the way mm-hmm. I phrase it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, you talk about uh, personal evaluation. Can you explain what that is and why it's important that somebody undergoes one before they start their detoxification journey? I think you're kind of touching on it now. But. Yeah. So I'm a huge, I call myself a data hog. I say that my I'm a data hog. I love the data because it, first of all, you want to know that all this work you're doing is paying off. But When I say personal evaluation, what I mean is there are things that you can do alone. No problem, right? You can go organic, grass-fed. That's not going to do anything to you other than help you. When you're looking at, do I have these toxins? You want to work with someone who's doing functional medicine and will do a full evaluation to get you your starting point. Because... You could hurt yourself if you do the work on your own to get rid of metals. If you do the full metals program and you're not testing, Mm -hmm. you could A, overshoot, and B, the treatment for metals pulls out your minerals and nutrients. So you could simultaneously overshoot and make yourself pretty nutritionally deficient. So it's really important to work with someone who has a program that's accounted for that. You test your metals levels. When you're testing and treating mycotoxins, which are the mold toxins, mm-hmm. there's a number of different strains that can make you sick. 
disrupt the endocrine system, pro-cancer-causing agents, they're associated with autism, developmental delay, there's a lot of nasty effects, but there are so many strains, and the treatment is different for each of them. So you don't want to just be disorganized and treat everything, because you might not need it, and you want to be focused in your approach. So, and then the other part of the personal evaluation will tell you what are the environmental toxins that I'm particularly high for. For example, I did this test on myself. It's a 17-page report, so you kind of go, oh, my goodness, this is really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. However, you drill into what are the things that are particularly worrisome. And one of those things for me was uh, a derivative of MTBE, which is a gasoline additive. Mm-hmm. And... I, you know, I'm kind of frugal. I live in Massachusetts. We're Puritans. You know, we're like, mm-hmm. save money. So I pump my own gas. I go to Costco, pump my own gas. Yeah. And when I got that report, I said to my husband, okay, well, that is a strategy that's failed me because now I have high levels of that toxin in my system. Yeah. So I'm not going to pump my own gas anymore. And he, he sort of, he had about 10 seconds of pushback. He went, but it's going to cost more money. And I said, you know, you're completely right. However... we're about to spend all this money to get all these toxins out of me because I'm a hot mess. So either we're going to prevent it or we're going to, and we're going to pay to prevent it or we're going to pay to resolve it. Mm -hmm. And I would much rather pay to prevent it. Mm -hmm. So he went, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Go right ahead. So, and I don't mean it to sound like I needed permission. I'm just saying I'm not pumping my own gas anymore, period. And you shouldn't either. But, uh, that's a particularly low hanging fruit that was easy to accomplish because, now I go somewhere and someone pumps it for me and I'm happy to pay mm-hmm, sure. not to be exposed. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, are you using GPL talks? Is that the test you're using? For the yes. Yes. I, uh, I, it's, it's kind of expensive. It's $537 to do the microtoxins, the GPL talks and the glyphosate, but yeah. the data it's involved again, is amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So awesome. So is there anything I have not asked you that you want to make sure you leave with our audience? There's two things. One is go at the, as, as long as you're not in crisis, go at this systematically and don't freak out about how long it's going to take and be graceful with yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And be nice to yourself. It's a process. Not a, it's, it's not a race. It's a process. Right. And then the second thing I'll say is, you know, obviously this is my passion flight. We've spent a lot of hours figuring out how to get rid of toxins, level up, clean up your life, clean up your house, beauty products. And so we actually started compiling them and put them into a guide because most people, when they hear this talk, they say, oh, I want to do that too. So we put it into a guide that allows people to systematically level up and normally we charge for it but because you're on the podcast and we really want people to get started we actually offer it as a free gift to your listeners and so that's something that's a non-toxic living reference guide it's meant to be a companion to our book and you don't have to have the book you can simply get into the guide and that's at fivejourneys.com forward slash promo awesome okay well i will link in the show notes to that for everybody who wants to go pick it up and uh, where can people learn more about you? Lots of places. So we're, our website is fivejourneys.com, and the five is spelled out. I'm assuming that will be in the, note, the show notes. Okay. And then our company Instagram is Five Journeys Health. My personal Instagram is Wendy Trubo MD. Mm-hmm. And we also have a Facebook page, Five Journeys. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter. 
So I'm lots of places. <laughs> Basically, anywhere you want to look. Awesome. So I'm, I'm everywhere. <laughs> awesome. So I will give your handle in the show notes, your website. I'll link to your book and all of that. And uh, thank you so much for your time, Dr. Wendy. It's, I so appreciate all of your wonderful information. My, My pleasure, pleasure, Lauren. Great, Great to talk to you, and good luck to you and, and, and your listeners. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.